0: so hi welcome to good noise podcast lance from from ashes to new we're going to ask him some questions today i'm going to start uh so what inspired you guys to start the band and what does the band name mean
1: that is actually a matt brandyberry question um <laughs> i am i am like 90 percent original member okay somebody was just okay. holding my place for like 10 percent of the time <laughs> okay um but he he came up with the band name from an old lyric that he had it might not have been for a from ashes to new song it might have been in like one of the many local bands from back in the day but i'm terrible with like remembering that stuff i just know it was a line in one of his songs i can't remember how the line went
0: mm-hmm. okay.
1: but then i guess he just thought it sounded cool and went with it
0: okay
2: yeah, yeah that's fair it's pretty know. simple simple yeah. yeah
1: hang on while i crack open a cold. <laughs>
2: Old monster, solid. Um, and what inspired the band to start?
0: Yeah, how'd you guys meet?
2: Yeah.
1: Um. Well, since our story is a little bit different now that we have a couple different members,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I met them via the old drummer.
2: Okay.
1: Um, I played in a band called Emphatic, a long, uh, many moons ago. Back, mm-hmm. um, they were on Atlantic Records, oh. so. We were with a good, a good company like Hailstorm and other bands like that. Mm-hmm. So being on that label, we had toured with Hailstorm. Um, Tim, our old drummer, was uh, RJ's drum tech for a long time, so they were best friends. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I went to go hang out with Joe uh, from Hailstorm when we were both in LA at the time, and then I just walked in the door. Tim sitting there, I'm like, "Oh, hey Tim, what's up?" Because I knew Tim a long time ago. We used to work together at the same place in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Okay. back in 2004 It's just weird timing and just small world type of stuff yeah. but then they needed a guitar player and they had suggested me and then i came in and then uh, uh matt madeiro came from the band trivium okay he, he decided that we're way cooler
0: than trivium we're way better looking
1: <laughs> and he just wanted to come on over and help us out so. yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: Than Trivium. okay mm-hmm. small hey, world wow.
2: sick uh so congrats yeah. on your newest release panic yeah. How do you felt the response to the album so far
1: oh man i'm i'm the weird one about this i i like to put stuff out that i i feel is great i, I love the record but i don't really like look at everyone's comments like this is just the greatest thing ever like i just put it out like yeah whatever happens happens yeah. yeah i i personally love it so i think it's gonna do awesome so i mean i guess i should ask you is it is it doing awesome
2: oh my god it's so good
0: yeah I yeah. mean, we listened to it and uh when it came out and if mm-hmm. I'm being honest, I'm gonna be honest with you. We both didn't really like it.
2: We weren't the biggest fan Yeah, of it.
0: But we got a chance, obviously, to listen to it again once we got the interview opportunity. And I fucking love it. the yeah, second, third, it. fourth, fifth. Yeah, 100%. I listened to <laughs> it
1: not, <laughs> not four times not today. <laughs> every not everything hits you the right way the first time around. Yeah. It, it's it's not like that with a lot of music it is, a lot it's not. Yeah. This, um, this kind of took some people by surprise, some mm-hmm. of our longtime fans. Mm-hmm. And it it even took them a little a few listens to be like, oh, I get it now. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It it just happens. That's
0: I mean but, I, No. Oh, no, you, you, oh, you go ahead. Okay. Yeah, you go ahead. Your interview. <laughs> All right, fine. Uh I like I saw the promo for the record, like ads and stuff, and I was instantly like intrigued by your sound and everything. I was just a little bit disappointed on like that first listen. When I heard it, I was like, this is not what I was expecting. And mm-hmm. then got to listen to it again. And I was like, okay. This is a lot better than I uh, remember it being.
1: What was the first song that you listened to?
0: I think Panic was probably the ads I was seeing, Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: All right.
2: Oh, Oh, the first song that I listened to was the opening track. Yeah, I'm not sure of the name. What the hell is
0: the opening? I don't even know the order of the songs on our record. I have
2: have your Spotify right here. Uh, yeah scars that i'm hiding
1: oh yeah. you mean scars in my hiney that's what we call it.
2: <laughs> that's amazing
1: so if, that. we're, if we're like rehearsing and playing it that's what we sing instead of the actual name okay yeah, you gotta you great. gotta
0: keep it fun exactly yeah. um, it fresh. so i actually want to talk about the opening or the the title track for a second uh you guys recorded that music video for it right as the world was shutting down correct
1: yeah, that was a that was a weird time. That was right at the very beginning.
0: Yeah, can you like talk to me about how that was, how that experience was?
1: Uh okay. Well we had we had the label convinced to let us make a music video for this song. It wasn't even supposed to be the first single. We we just really fought for it. We felt like it would be the one. And that was before anything went down in the world. It mm-hmm. was still a safe time, but we just felt that the song was strong enough on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, fast forward, it kind of happens to play into that accidentally you know giving people a different purpose for listening to the lyrics of the song and relating Mm -hmm. uh music video wise we actually had it planned we had a really whack ass idea (laughs) planned out for this video involving like an army of droids and some really weird militaristic takeover it was insane we had all the Mm -hmm. cg planned and then Slowly but surely, everything started getting like stripped back, stripped back. Oh, you can't have this crew because of COVID. Aww. You can't go here because of COVID. You can't do this. Can't do this. They're like, well, mm-hmm. what can we do? Well, you guys can, you guys can go over here in this office building and just kind of <laughs> do do something. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's our only option. We'll just. You mind if we destroy this middle section of this aisle real quick? We'll pay you guys. It's fine.
2: <laughs> yeah. Do you think when the world does open back up, you'll maybe redo it in the way that you envisioned for the first Ooh, time?
1: Make a separate music. I've yeah. never th- I've never thought about that. What? I don't. I don't think good. <laughs> Me but don't you? do good thinking. Um, that, that's actually a great idea.
0: Look at that glory. Yeah. And I actually want to ask, like, how did this pandemic affect like the entire album rollout? Because it seems like you guys yeah. started it right as the world was shutting down.
1: Um that's another thing you just don't know what's going to happen so Mm -hmm. we had the record done um we had it tracked beginning of december maybe late november so then it has to go through its mastering phase mix and master then after that some labels take a long time some don't but the average you know like maybe like a six month rollout before you can actually place it on shelves Mm -hmm. uh, on shelves i should say you know Mm -hmm. what i mean so there's this whole plan that goes into it and that plan started pretty much right when the pandemic happened. Everyone scratched their heads like, what What do we do? Do we hold on to this for even longer? Like we almost thought that the record might not come out for a way later oh, as wow. things start to pick up because most labels like to release things on a tour basis like if you have a big tour like all right that's the good time to put your record out for a promotion and all that so they're, they're mm-hmm. kind of sitting there like all right maybe touring is going to come back any minute now <laughs> and then it just Yikes. it just didn't it kept getting pushed like well we got we got these songs we got to get it out mm-hmm. it, it, you know, we don't really have a choice so, so it, if it were up to some people maybe it would still be sitting on a record but we just decided that it needed to come out so they did their the the typical like six month rollout it came out in august and i mean the reception has been great everything's been great it's just leaving people hungry for a live show i mean yeah not like they aren't already but that's that's kind of where we're at like damn man i wish we could tour on this record i mean but what if touring doesn't come back and this record's 2 years old and you, you got have another record hear out by it? then <laughs> that, that's right that's why we yeah. we kind of just started uh some new ideas just just very slowly but surely writing some new tunes just getting ready for the next one in case we can do it
2: yeah.
0: okay yeah because well, i know that's what like every band on the sun is doing like this year is going to be massive for music because everyone was I mean, locked in do. their locked in their oh, house God. for a year
2: yeah i can't
1: imagine it's going to be very uh i'm assuming everyone's going to write some depressing shit <laughs> <Yeah>. about quarantine <laughs> so we're going to get I mean, nine gajillion quarantine
0: songs also. again yeah. yeah yeah i don't want to talk about I, the acoustic songs yeah i, I don't i don't It'll know Acoustic.
1: It, it's hard to say where everyone's head is at but um, I, I try to like write things based on like, obviously how I'm feeling, but I, I kind of like to put myself in other shoes. So hopefully we can write some stuff that's not just like, yep, the world sucks today. You're yeah. all alone. <laughs> yep, Like, I feel yeah. like that's what everyone's shit is going to sound like. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know if that's true or not, but
0: oh, only time will tell.
2: Yeah. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about your writing process for this album? Hmm.
0: All right
1: uh this was the first time that we decided to have some outside help typically every band writes with other people it's just how it goes um this was our first time doing it picking out a few other capable uh people that we have kind of looked up to their previous track record and we wrote um two songs with Johnny Andrews, who is known for his number one hits with Hailstorm and Three Days Grace and whatnot. He's, he's a cool guy. Mm-hmm. love working with him. We did a Change My Past with him. Mm. Um, also What I Get, we did that with him. Um, we went out and we did the record with Colin Britton, who produced the last couple Papa Roach albums, like A Day to oh. Remember, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, he's also a great writer. We did uh, quite a few uh, sets with him um mostly like lyrical stuff with him uh, we came with like some, some music pretty much and he'd help enhance that mm-hmm. uh lyrically he's he's really good uh, let's see did we write with anybody else eric ron eric ron um is the guy that recorded panic the song oh. panic yeah also recorded the song wait for me
2: okay mm-hmm.
1: and maybe a couple more that some people might hear Another day. I don't know. Maybe we might have a couple more songs planned for release.
2: You guys don't
0: oh. know. We don't, we don't know. Like <laughs> okay. bonus track kind of
1: things? like, like B
0: sides? Maybe. Okay. I don't know.
1: I, I You didn't hear it here, but. Okay. Um, All right. But yeah, Eric Ron's a great guy. He's a fantastic writer. You probably know him from pretty much. I, I don't want to say every Warped Tour band ever, but that like, that's mm-hmm. his specialty scene. That scene. Okay. Um, he yeah. also did the Last Godsmack record, and he's yep. doing the new one as well, I believe. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Might have to cut oh. that out. I don't know. <laughs>
2: I mean, oh. I... we'll figure it out
1: soon. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah.
0: Well, if yeah. if we start getting cease and desist letters,
1: like the the latest Blackfield Brides single. Okay. Mm-hmm. They they did that with him.
2: Okay. Oh, that's sick.
1: So that's, that's our team that we have right now that we really, we didn't know what to think going into writing. It was like, we just like writing by ourselves. Cause it's, it's our music. It's our feelings. We're selfish, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. But I love it. I It's so much more freeing to work with other people and bounce your ideas back and forth and hear what they have to say. It's just, there's a reason why it's a process and I love it.
0: Okay, yeah. That's very cool. So I guess you guys will be doing that more in the future since you loved it mm-hmm. so much.
1: Um, I hope so, but that's, that's the thing, in itself, like we we actually are trying to get out and work with Eric, but we can't travel, and mm-hmm. like he he kind of gets booked up easily too. Um, if there is a chance that he can work, so it, it, it's kind of hard unless you're writing on Zoom or something like that, yeah. which is a possibility. But that's kind of what we're doing already between ourselves. Mm-hmm. But some something about the uh, in person, like we're all just like get off an airplane, go go to the guys studio sit down and just jam write out some songs together like that that's where the magic is yeah Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's hard to get that over the internet i guess
0: okay uh so can you tell me a little bit a little bit about your headspace while writing the record
1: um what what, uh, let me ask you what do you think that record, the panic is not a happy record. Yeah,
0: I'm no, like,
2: Shane said it perfectly when we were this, talking this about this album. Record.
0: Just encapsulates sad, like in a nutshell. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> like,
0: um, that was on purpose, okay. obviously. Yeah.
2: But
1: uh-huh. The very initial theme of the record, like we were, I was talking with Matt. I'm like, you know, I know, like Matt did most of the first record day one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the future was our first time like having Danny come in and we're all kind of sitting around writing together. That was more of like all right, how do we work with these guys? we we kind of just met like that's when Danny first came to the band. so it's kind of like what direction we want to take let's just see what happens. So that's why the future was the way that it was. but now that we're more comfortable with each other, we're able to like be like, Matt, look your first the first record day one was great. you, you talk a lot about being the underdog and overcoming. Let, let's take it a different direction this time uh let's not do what we did on the future let's try something new like what haven't we done yet mm-hmm. um i guess we haven't really let the audience hear what we're holding on to in our heads inside like the stuff that we, like we kind of push to the side to be like all right no it's all about you guys you guys can overcome it we did it you're strong keep fighting yeah. while we're, we're fighting our own shit where it's not letting you guys see it yeah so we're like all right maybe we should actually let them feel what we're going through Pretty much, mm-hmm. that, that was the idea
2: okay that makes sense just kind of like seeing the man behind the curtain i guess yes. okay. yep.
1: pretty yeah pretty much just letting them know hey we are just the same as you
2: yeah that's cool all
0: right i respect that well will like the, the stuff that you're working on right now i know it's still in early stages but will will have like a mix of like that empowering stuff and like what's going on in the head or are we going to do a whole other record I, like this man.
1: You could do a whole another record like this easily, but I don't. I don't know if that's the option. I don't know if that's what we want to go for. Like you say, like maybe going back a little bit to the empowerment um, part of From Ashes to New, probably mixed with a little bit of the the sad boy hours that we have here today, and then hope maybe an idea is maybe not. Maybe we're pissed off. Maybe we want to be a little bit more aggressive. Do almost a heavier record. okay Okay. and we've done like maybe like maybe some stuff that you're used to but then maybe take a chance on maybe five or six songs that are way more aggressive than we are than we've ever been
0: yeah that's something i could get behind Mm because like the record was ultra sad but like you kept the tempo up Mm -hmm. which is something i appreciate like when the record's sad and it's also just sad i don't want to listen to it so at least (laughs) like you made it enjoyable on the ears while listening to it yeah
2: yeah also, speaking of um, upcoming possible songs that you may or may not have, um, I was looking through your Spotify and I noticed you didn't have like any uh, features on your songs, like EPs and albums. Will those new songs have features? And is there a reason why you don't feature anybody else on your records?
1: Well, um, I plead the fifth. Maybe I. Well, I, I, I can't. I can't discuss this yet. Oh. Um, <laughs> Most of the the reason for like the past few records not having features is pretty much mm-hmm. on it. I'm just gonna be transparent and honest. We asked for features and we couldn't get them.
2: Okay. Wow. Oh, okay.
1: Um, it's kind of I. It's partially on the team that we had at the time. The label goes through different teams all the time. Okay. Always getting new personnel. That's just how it goes. Some people mm-hmm. do a good job. They get to stay. They don't do a good job. They go. Our team at the time, when we started doing the Future record, we had a song called The Future that was very rap heavy mm-hmm. that we fought so hard to get NF as a feature. That was before NF was even, he yeah. even had a number one song. That was what uh, Let You Down was his big song everyone knows mm-hmm. him for. It was before that happened. We, we found him We're like, this guy's going to be big. We, we mm-hmm. really like this guy. We should get him as a feature now because he's gonna blow up it's only gonna help us yeah and our team that's like you know what we can't afford no you guys just just do it yourself like it's that kind of what? shit like yeah yeah we're just used to having to bite the bullet and just do things ourselves but we have made some friends who may or may not have done us a favor i cannot discuss anything else with you right now about
0: okay <laughs> okay that's fair
2: and i just wanted to ask
0: you guys did have a feature on this record though right uh the guy from in flames did a song right
1: uh yeah on the radio version of the song okay yeah right. he, he he uh helped danny out i guess it's just a nice blend of danny and him just screaming
0: hell yeah
2: that's sick. <laughs> <laughs> this is you no
1: You you can both read it at the same
2: time. (laughs) Um, So while listening to the record, what band or artist influence pop out the most to you?
1: Hmm. I guess it depends on which song you're listening to, but it should be pretty obvious on uh, Death of Me and Nothing to hear where those influences came from. And yes, it was on purpose. Um, Take like Death of Me, the opening riff. What does that remind you of? actually death of me was meant to kind of sound similar to three different artists in the same time. Like we wanted a song that, yeah, you're going to hear the Lincoln part. You're going to hear that riff right off the bat. Oh shit. That's kind of like one step closer. Yeah. We did it on purpose in our own way, just to make you feel the way you did when you heard one step closer, not to copy anything. And then also just the way that the chorus hits, the way the, uh, the melody works. Like I'm like, damn, that, that's kind of like the, uh, uh, getting away with murder era of Papa Roach, that, that's mm-hmm. kind of cool. I like that. So you got like, uh, Lincoln Park, you got Papa Roach, and then honestly, some of the older Three Days Grace, kind of in the riffing with that song. Kind of, it's it's just a the best time in music for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we were growing up, yeah, we kind of wanted to put that feeling into one song. Same thing with Nothing. That's another Lincoln Park inspired one. Mm-hmm. It's got the, it's got that jump that Bleed It Out has. We're not trying to copy anything.
2: Yeah.
1: Everyone's this. this sounds like Linkin Park. What's funny is people are like, you know, you guys, you guys sound like Linkin Park. You should do songs like that sound like Linkin Park then. So we, we put out nothing. And then I've seen some comments like,
0: I don't know. This sounds too much like Linkin Park. <laughs> <laughs> Make oh, a song that God. sounds like Linkin Park. That's too much like Linkin That's Park, That's way too dude. much. Come on.
2: Exactly. God,
0: <laughs> Take God, the Linkin Park meter and turn right. it down a little bit.
2: Exactly.
1: I don't know. I feel like we've done everything originally like even though it has influences from other people it doesn't sound exactly. to me it doesn't sound like them but um
0: yeah i didn't hear other anything.
1: influences on this record I, I i don't know i mean uh bring me the horizon's always a, 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 a good influence to have to somebody to look up to i guess in terms of fidelity and sound and production because they're always kind of over the top mm-hmm. with some other sounds so um we we kind of we kind of look up to them
0: and they're always ahead of the game too they,
1: that's yeah that's why they're they're yeah. ahead of the tr- they're they're trendsetters they're, yeah. they're making the trend you you hear a lot of songs on the radio today like um, i was with matt and danny in the car we had octane on obviously there, there's no this is not shitting on anyone as a band mm-hmm. it's just i heard some songs I'm like these choruses all sound the fucking same. But <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. that, like, yeah, that's usually rock how it is. Sounding you know? kind of shit.
1: But it's like, all they're all trying to copy Bring Me.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Yeah.
1: Like I hear, like, I hear the progression. I hear these like synth noises. I'm like, they they did this already. Mm-hmm. It's like so bring me is they are the trendsetters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. So we definitely look up to them for that. But yeah, it, it, rock is in a weird place right now with, with the sounds. So that's why we're kind of also before we dive into actually writing songs completely is deciding on what the next sound is going to be
0: yeah yeah
2: that's fair
1: because we also kind of want to be ahead of the game as well
0: exactly
2: you want to be the trendsetters exactly Mm -hmm.
0: for sure uh so this question should be like super super quick off the top of your head i want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words
1: Three words. Yeah, we already said it. Sad boy hours. Okay. Yeah,
0: but that All was right. uh, okay. Fine. I mean, I'll take I think it. That's- <laughs> I'll take it because it's it it's true. Yeah. It is, yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, so, is there a certain feeling you want this album to invoke in listeners? If you
0: say sad, I'm gonna leave.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> interview's over. If you absolutely
0: say
1: absolutely depressed.
0: There you go. <laughs> okay, no, I'll
1: that's take better. It.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, I don't know. The, the, like Also, like I said earlier, this feeling that we're all the same. We all feel the same emotions. It, it's, mm-hmm. you, know, it, you never have to feel alone, you know, whether it's like reaching out for help or I don't know how you get your serotonin or it, it, at the very least relate to others. If it's
0: going to be yeah. through
1: music, you put this record on back. Like, oh, shit. Man, this is exactly how I feel at this moment. Like maybe I shouldn't just give up because this guy feels it too. I'm not by myself. Maybe I should mm-hmm. try harder. You know, um, it's kind of just more of a connection, yeah, between us and everyone else. That it put it put us all together. That's it. That yeah. was the goal for this record. We did it in yes, a sad way, sad but heavy.
0: Yes, so, yeah. So
1: you want to say that? Yeah.
0: So okay. okay. So like yeah. unity almost. Yes. Yeah, okay.
2: Relatability.
0: Relatability, yeah. unity. Okay. Uh, so what song on this record took longest to write, and which one is your personal favorite?
1: Mm-hmm. Took the longest to write? Let, let me think about this. Okay. Uh, I know which ones didn't take long to write. Um, panic was done in a day. Okay. From, wow. start, okay. from start to finish, like Inception, all that shit. Uh, that was actually the last day of our we had booked in the studio we were with eric we're supposed to fly home the next morning and we're like well we got one song left that we didn't do we have the we wanted to call the record panic we don't have a song called panic so you guys you guys want to write a song called panic Yeah. yeah. so um danny had a guitar riff in his head it it was very close to what it is now i'm like that's pretty cool riff but like i want to make it ugly just just do like a descending like single note thing with the riff that you're doing make it ugly sound and that's how we came up with the riff uh we split up responsibilities on writing like matt did verse one i did verse two raps uh matt and danny went outside did the chorus while they're going to chipotle and pan express um yeah it's, it's crazy and then me and uh, eric are sitting in there working on the the bridge together musically saying like all right we want a heavy breakdown let's let's put a bridge in there while they're doing the chorus that's just it, it was good teamwork uh one day panic was done and You know, it's good because songs don't usually take a day to write. If they do take only a day, they're usually good, mm-hmm. yeah. Kind of just it just came to you, yeah. Um, that's kind of the same way side effects was for me. Um, side effects uh, is mostly my brainchild from me being on antidepressants forever, uh-huh. so that's where that's where it stemmed from. So, lyrically. Um, I knew what I wanted to talk about. That's always a good start for writing songs. When you actually have something to say, mm-hmm. you don't just have to make shit up. Cause then it kind of gets, kind of gets hard actually.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so when you're more honest, it's easy to come up with a theme. So then I'm like, well, the way I feel about it, I feel like it has to kind of be moody and haunting, which like I'm thinking, all right, let's try to make it spooky. So that's when it, that's how it starts out. Kind of spooky sounding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it goes into a heavy riff. And I wanted it to be as, as bipolar
0: mm-hmm.
1: being a heavy rift, and all of a sudden it pulls itself back into like more sub- subdued mm-hmm. and then it goes back in because it's, it's all back and forth mm-hmm. so that was on purpose to match the lyrics yada yada that's one that kind of just came to me so that was we did that in a day but the raps weren't written we did the raps in the studio we wrote that so the song was written like two months prior and then we went in the studio and wrote the raps as we did them pretty much So I guess Mm -hmm. technically that one took the longest.
2: Wow. Okay. That's a very like quick process. Two months being like the longest. Usually we get like, oh, we had this
1: one for like three years and then we redid it again. Yeah, there's always songs that you sit on. Like we have, we probably have like 50 ideas that we're sitting on. They're like, do we use
2: this for a record
1: or just write Mm -hmm. new stuff? Because it's not quite as good as it could be. Or maybe we make it better. You never know. Yeah. We do have that's stuff that we're sitting on, but we don't know if it's worth sitting on, worth bringing to light, or we'll see. I
2: don't know. All right. No, that's right. Only time will tell. Uh, so how did the idea to blend metalcore and hip-hop together come about? It's like a really unique combination of two genres.
1: We so. didn't do that. Like I said, Linkin Park already mm-hmm. did it. Mm-hmm. All we did was take the heavy stuff, like on day one. It, day yeah. one is metalcore.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So that, that record had more of that style identity to it than we have now
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah uh, panic is still heavy and whatnot but like the metalcore side of it was definitely day one
2: mm-hmm.
1: um that was also kind of what matt was influenced by at the time like bands like uh, uh amity affliction you know the older U, old older like uh as i like to say that the the triplet bands that it you mm-hmm. know that that style because that's, yeah. that's just what it was that was the warp tour scene at the time you mm-hmm. know like um but Lincoln Park already did it with the rap and the rock, just replaced the the rock groove of it with your when you're digging digging it. it.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. I just I, I figured that like I know you guys didn't like reinvent reinvent the wheel or anything and come up with your own genre, <laughs> but it didn't sound like Lincoln Park because I feel yeah. like yours is more hip hop influence whereas theirs is more like a rap rock influence mm-hmm. kind of right. thing. So that's why I wanted to ask. That's right. all. <laughs>
1: I mean, if anything, before I was actually in the band, I thought that Matt had more of his influences based off of Hollywood Hollywood Undead rather than okay. Mike Shinoda, Okay, if that makes, makes sense. sense. So that's probably why yeah. you're hearing more hip-hop compared yeah. to, yeah.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so before the world shut down, you guys were on a tour with Skillet. Uh, I want to ask how that came about.
1: Um, Skillet and myself and Matt we're all we're all friends
0: Uh, we
1: we all see each other at pretty much every festival we all just hang out talk with each other so like how about the last festival we did together I can't remember what it was but we're there We're like hey we just record our new record and talking about panic um, mm-hmm. we just did this you guys want to check it out played some stuff for him like you know it, it's time let, let's make it happen let's tour together let, we we talk about it mm-hmm. yeah. but but now's a good time for both of us we got this coming out you guys got this coming out let's put them both together on a package and that was more based on friendship than let's say a professional team behind the scenes which it usually is your management booking agent talking with other bands and mm-hmm. their teams but this time it was just us just shooting the shit
0: okay okay um, Simple. And then like that tour ended because of the pandemic. So it was that like, you know, being out. We on only road. missed
1: two shows.
0: Okay. Oh, okay.
2: Luckily, All right. luckily it was but two.
0: like that getting home kind of thing. I know you guys weren't like overseas because we've talked to bands like that, but was there any sort of like pressure to get home?
1: Um, no, I still wanted to go to the arcade. Okay. <laughs> Whenever we found out, I'm like, we got this day off. Let's just enjoy the day off before we go home. So we went to the arcade.
0: Okay. <laughs> so I, was, okay. In, you weren't I was in no hurry. Okay. Okay. All yeah,
2: right. That's um, so, where do you see the band in the next five years? Mm,
1: five years, hopefully, hopefully at least two two records beyond what okay. we have so far. Five records in, um, that would probably put us mm, somewhere on top of the world, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's where Sounds that's, that's right. where I, that's
0: where I want to be. As big as Lincoln Park.
2: Yeah, bigger, it, bigger, than Lincoln Park.
1: I don't, I don't know if any bands can. Not just Linkin Park, but I mean, like, I don't know if any bands can do it anymore. I, it's such a new world mm-hmm. yeah. that I don't think, like we, we talked about Bring Me being trendsetters and being a huge band, but like I don't know if anyone can get to those old levels, uh, t- uh, levels that they set so many yeah. years ago because music was in such a different place then. Like That was yeah. like the main way people... I thought I saw a report the other day saying that video games have replaced music on like generationally like Mm -hmm. what is more important even though music's Mm -hmm. an important part of video games yada yada but like music was always at the top of the list and now it's kind of just like everyone can do it
0: yeah Mm. well it's so oversaturated now yeah yeah
1: so i i i don't know that anyone including us can get to that level Mm -hmm. but still we can be on top of the world in whatever the tier is that we're at yeah that's what i want
0: okay all right uh, so for the last couple of questions, we're going to shift away from music and go straight to death row. Boom. Uh, so if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink?
2: Even bigger. Boom. So-
1: um, so earlier we talked about Chipotle and Panda express. Yeah. Uh, Chipotle is Danny. Uh, Panda express is me mostly. Matt loves it too. But, um, if, if you were to slice me open, I would bleed out. Um, black pepper chicken and sweet fire chicken <laughs>
2: okay
1: um, half chow mein half rice all it
2: would, that it would is just come ble- spilling
1: ble- out of my wrists <laughs>
2: okay <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so is yes, that your meal <laughs> that's my meal and then probably a nice um we'll go with a venti blonde vanilla latte from Starbucks Would be fine i
2: right. oh, that's a very happy combo the latte right? and then just a, oh yeah i'll just eat Panda Express out of my veins it's yeah, that, good yeah that's what I'd want it's good it's good <laughs> um so if you could live in one fictional world for a week where would you live
1: um I don't know if you can tell this about me or even know anything about anime but behind me I have I collect all these crazy uh, Naruto statues so Ooh, Naruto, yeah I, I would live in Leaf Village for a long time and I'd probably never come back
2: okay that's fair
0: yeah,
1: screw the real world. Honestly,
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Completely valid. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, so I have the honor of asking the last question, and every single person you've spoken to has it the most important question. What's your favorite color?
1: Uh, me and Matt Madero are both into the color purple.
0: Ooh. Ooh.
2: Do you have a specific shade of purple?
1: Closer to Pink-ish, if that makes sense. Like more okay. neon-y, kinda like how I have set up behind mm-hmm. me in a way. Oh yeah. Okay. I, I for some reason I, I'm not a big fan of earth tones. Um mostly yellow. I'm not a huge fan of yellow. I love green though. Mm-hmm. Uh for some reason, my aesthetic, I'm just like I love neon stuff. Yeah. Things that glow. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. All right. Pretty That's much nice. your typical your gamer boy with RGB lights everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. That's um, weird. <laughs>
0: So as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? No. Because
1: I can't can't talk about it. We tried talking about it earlier, but I'd love to plug it, but I just can't.
0: Well, I mean, okay. we just had an album that you put out that we just chatted exactly. about for a half an hour. You can plug <laughs>
1: that. Yeah. I mean, uh, we're just, we're just going to plug the fact that maybe I or maybe I didn't lie about having some B side tracks coming out. Maybe, oh, but hey, maybe I lied. We don't know. Listen, we're, we're plugging the fact that I might be a liar. Or I might not be.
0: We can't. Oh. We can't disclose whether you're a liar or not. The world will exactly. just have to find out. Find mm-hmm. out. All right. Uh, well, thank you for sitting down This has been Lance from From Ashes to New, and we're the Good Noise Podcast.